0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. Sure to appreciate y'all joining me and giving me a little bit of your time each day. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, I want to continue to tell you thank you and how grateful I am for it. For those of y'all that are new because there must be some new, because it keeps growing. Um, i sure I'm glad you're here. I hope you enjoy it and get something out of it, most importantly. And I hope our country gets something out of it. And, Lord, thank you for a little time to sit and talk. And hopefully help. Not much today. Haven't had a chance to go out in the garden last couple days. No rain really that I know of yesterday. Gonna sit on the porch a little bit. I have two puppy dogs who decided to bark at everything over the night. No kitty cat this morning. And the temperature does seem to be falling just ever so slightly. So, we'll get going. We're going to talk. Every once in a while, we uh, go into one of these conversations kind of about priorities or the virtues, I suppose. I don't know. Just depends. Maybe something a little little different than we normally do. And one of the virtues, certainly, of Christ, or people that follow Christ, or a nation built on Christ, has to be forgiveness. It has to be one of the central qualities. And I don't talk about it often enough. You know, most of y'all are well aware of this, and I I won't harp on this too long. I, I switched gears right mid thought or mid sentence, so let me back up here. I, I'm not going to harp on this too long today because this isn't what I really wanted to talk about. But one of the major divides today, if not really the major divide, is between citizens it's not between citizens that do wrong and citizens that do right it's between citizens that do wrong and acknowledge that they've done wrong and acknowledge that that they've sinned and that they they need help and that they are they're willing to seek forgiveness and repentance and and really try and improve themselves. And you can see that in our founders. Uh, It's been a while since we've gone back and looked at like Washington's prayer journal for a while, but you can see the real humility. That's that's what I was looking for. There's a humility across a number of our citizens today in that acknowledgement. You know, hey, I make mistakes. Some of y'all that know me, a few of y'all that know me pretty intimately that listen to this podcast, you know, some of the mistakes that I've made in my life. Some of them pretty bad. And, and though, hopefully I am getting better the older I get and making less mistakes. There's still going to be some folks. There's, there's no point in our life where suddenly we, we become perfect and we make no, no more mistakes. Um, you know and these these issues that we talk about so frequently they're big issues, whether you're talking about rejection of God or abortion or l g b t q or divorce or feminism or illegal immigration socialism i mean these these are these aren't little mistakes, but the point is That the other side of the coin, there's a number of citizens today in America. The other half or 60% or 40%, depending upon how you want to look at it, maybe 80%. They don't even want to acknowledge that those are mistakes, much less that they need to turn around from them, seek repentance, seek forgiveness. And you, you can't bridge that gap, folks. I mean, that's a fundamental divide. If you, if you think that you, if a person's not even willing to admit that they've made some mistakes and that these issues that we talk about so frequently are evil, they are mistakes. They're, they're sins, if you want to phrase it that way. You know, normally I probably would stop and re-record over that, (laughs) but I think, I think I'm going to leave it, and hopefully you didn't have like a cup of coffee or something halfway to your mouth, because I at least would have just spilled it all over myself, (laughs) Oh, and I'm sorry in advance if you do, please forgive me, there, there's something, I apologize. I'm leaving it because I hope that it makes some of you chuckle. Because those dogs, they do it constantly. We'll be sitting on this porch, my father and I, or my wife and I, or we'll be sitting by a fire. And they will just, out of nowhere, do that nonsense. And it makes you so mad, you just grit your teeth. And it, your heart rate's somewhere, you know, 12 feet above your head. Oh, Lord help. <laughs> anyway. The point is, folks, that that divide where you will acknowledge sin and where you won't, that's irreconcilable. But let's get back. I got way off track. And so this, what I wanted to talk about today is, if you get down, folks, I, I really wanted to try and be a little bit encouraging today. Whether it's mistakes in your own life from history or a mistake that you're making right now or a mistake that you've made recently. That's okay. It doesn't mean, I mean, even if I was standing right there beside you, I, I can't help you avoid the consequences. Because I think that's one mistake Christians today often make is, is we get confused between eternal forgiveness, mercy, and grace and temporal, earthly. You know, Jesus Christ is going to, his sacrifice, him dying on the cross, that saved us from eternal damnation and there's nothing we can do to earn that there's no possible way we can carry that cross on our own we've got to have him which is which is refreshing because that also means there's nothing that we can do there's there's no sin that's so bad folks now for those of y'all that are really adept at the bible i'm not there is the one unforgivable sin that Jesus mentions, but there's no sin that we can commit. And that, for those of y'all, if you don't know, that's just blatant rejection of the Holy Spirit, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. But outside of that, and I I feel like you really have to want to do that. Meaning, you have to really work and try at that. Maybe your whole life, you know, maybe that's the point is that That that's something that you have to carry through your whole life. I don't know, you'd have to talk to a theologian. But there's no mistake that's so bad that we can make that we can't turn to Jesus Christ for forgiveness. Whatever it is in your life, whatever of these things that we talk about so constantly that you've been a part of, that's okay. So long as you know where to turn. Our founders knew this. I read something just last night. Um, a lady that I follow pretty frequently online. And uh, she posts some pretty good stuff. And she's been extremely supportive throughout this podcast. And she posted something last night and she said, talking about turning to the faith of our fathers. And we need to. So I really, I'm, I'm going to read some quotes here. Not very many. This probably won't be a long podcast, but I wanted to make sure that if you're in the middle of something, folks, or if there's something in your history that's gnawing at you, or when I talk about this stuff, if it steps on your toes, hey, realize that I, I've made some pretty horrible mistakes in my life too. So this is coming from a point of experience. That's one of the reasons I talk about this stuff b it's okay. it doesn't mean you're irredeemable. It doesn't mean that that you can't fix it in a way, at least eternally, but we've got to be willing to admit that we're that we're doing something wrong or that we did something wrong and seek repentance for it and really try to fix it and so I want to go back to the faith of our fathers. And look at some of their last will and testimonies. We'll probably do this a couple times. Maybe not right in a row. This is in the last will and testament of Patrick Henry. The guy that gave us the give me liberty or give me death speech. Among many other things. This is all the inheritance I have to give to my dear family. The religion of Christ will give them one which will make them rich indeed. He was talking about how little he, he really had, but Christ had everything to give. also wanted to read this while P- Patrick Henry was dying. These are words that he spoke to the doctor. Doctor, I wish you to observe how real and beneficial the religion of Christ is to a man about to die. I am, however, much consoled by reflecting that the religion of Christ has, from its first appearance in the world, been attacked in vain by all the wits, philosophers, and wise ones aided by every power of man, and its triumphs have been complete. You know, I think it was Noah Webster. No matter how many times through the ages people have tried to discredit Christianity, and they're doing a bang-up job today, they've never been successful. They've never been able to discredit Christianity. Not even a little bit. Samuel Adams, where did it go? Ah, there it is. In his will, principally, and first of all, I resign my soul to the almighty being who gave it, and my body I commit to the dust, relying on the merits of Jesus Christ for the pardon of my sins. You'll see this again and again, folks, our founders turn to Christ put their trust in Christ. And this was their last will and testimony, right? And, and that's where they turned. It's pretty comforting if you let it be. John Jay, first Supreme Court Chief Justice, often referred to as one of our three central figures in the Revolution, in his last will and testament, wrote, Unto him who is the author and giver of all good, I render sincere and humble thanks for his merciful and unmerited blessings, and especially for our redemption and salvation by his beloved Son. Also, just a little clip here, on May 17, 1829, John Jay was drawing near death after a life of serving his country. As recorded by his son, Judge William J., John Jay was asked if he had any final words for his children, to which he responded. They have the book. Talking about the Bible. You know, that's a phenomenal faith, folks. That that faith, that confidence, that turning to Jesus Christ and putting all our hope in Him, which, folks, I have a ton of doubts, fears. Uh, And all I can do at the end of the day is say, cling to Christ I I don't have any other hope besides besides Jesus Christ none Uh, there's no possible way I can get into heaven on my own merits that's a phenomenal thing to leave to our children uh, to our nation as a whole more than any amount of money or you know we're not sitting around here talking today about how much land or money or how many servants these men had and their wives we're sitting around here talking about their faith in Jesus Christ. George Mason. Don't talk about him very often. I really need to. We'll come back to him. Uh, really the bottom line for today. He, he did so many things I can't even list them all or I could, but it'd take a minute. But he, he's called the father of the Bill of Rights. So the First Amendment, freedom of religion. And all the rest that came with it, they all came from this guy. I mean, maybe not exactly, but, but he was one that really pushed this uh, and pushed it ardently. Wanted individuals to have their rights. That so was a huge deal, huge deal to him. This was his last will and testament. I, George Mason, of Gunston Hall, in the parish of Turo and County of Fairfax, being of perfect and sound mind and memory and in good health, but mindful of the uncertainty of human life and the imprudence of man's leaving his affairs to be settled upon a deathbed, do make and appoint this my last will and testament. My soul I resign into the hands of Almighty Creator, whose tender mercies are over all his works, who hateth nothing that he hath made, and to the justice and wisdom of those of whose dispensation I willingly and cheerfully submit, humbly hoping from his unbounded mercy and benevolence through the merits of my blessed Savior, a remission of my sins. Savior there, capitalized, talking about Jesus Christ. I think I've got time for one more. Yeah. John Dickinson, signer of the Constitution, from his will. Rendering thanks to my Creator for my existence and station among his works, for my birth in a country enlightened by the Gospel and enjoying freedom, and for all his other kindnesses, to him I resign myself, humbly confiding in his goodness and in his mercy through Jesus Christ for the events of eternity. So let me just leave you with this, folks. The hard part that we have to acknowledge is is you can't reconcile between two groups of people, one that acknowledge this truth, that we're a Christian nation, that we sin and that we need Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, or at least acknowledge the principles of Christ and that we make mistakes and we've got to try and, and turn away from that. And a people that refuse to even acknowledge that mistakes are mistakes or sins are sins. Two, we all make mistakes. Some of them are horrible. That's okay. You're not alone out there. You're not the only imperfect person. You're not the most horrible, evil person in the entire world. And there's never been anybody as bad as you. None of that is true. And there's a place you can turn just like our founders, the faith of our founders, the faith of our fathers and their wills and testaments that we just read through. There's a place to turn. There's a place they all turned almost universally. And we need to remember that and quit listening to the lie that that's not true. They turned to Jesus Christ. That's the, that was their hope again and again and again. You hear it. Samuel Adams, Patrick Henry, John Dickinson. Others, George Mason. So, you're not alone. There's a place to turn. That place, that person is Jesus Christ. And that's exactly where our nation has to turn. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it, folks.